My name is David Wishale, Director of Marketing and Communications at Amber and BGA, and you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Monique Farkerson, who is the winner of Amber's MBA Student of the Year Award 2022. This award tops off a really successful couple of years for Monique, who was the first winner of the Aston Enterprise Scholarship. For this, she triumphed over hundreds of students to secure this prestigious, fully funded scholarship and join the full-time Aston MBA program. She seized the opportunity by engaging in consultancy work with four different companies, securing an internship, helping to deliver TEDx Aston University, and becoming a global ambassador. Monique also completed the Global Business Challenge and was named Global Business Champion, one of just four such champions from a group of more than 100 overseas students representing seven different universities around the world. So today I'm delighted to be joined by Monique to chat a little bit more about this and the rest of her MBA experience. Hey Monique, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today for the podcast. Um, I thought it might be useful if we perhaps started with you introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your career. Sure. Thanks, David. So as you know, I am Monique. I'm from Jamaica, so the beautiful island of Jamaica. And I have lived in a number of countries throughout my lifetime and also worked across various industries. So while I was in Jamaica, my background is in teaching. So I was an educator, taught math and science. And then I moved to do actuarial science, just give myself a bit of a challenge. And that led me into being a business development specialist and then a business analyst and then an entrepreneur. (laughs) And then I hopped over to Japan for a while where I was doing um, a beautiful job as an ATL, as an assistant language teacher while doing some R&D from a company. And then I went to the UK and while there, I pursued my MBA, hence why we're here now. And now I am at Accenture as a business consultant. Well, that's amazing. And I think that it just sort of goes to show that that people who have really exciting lives and really exciting careers are exactly the sort of people that go on to win the Amber Awards. <laughs> <laughs> and with that in mind, so many congratulations on being named MBA Student of the Year this year. Thank you so much. It's really exciting, honestly. <laughs> Which brings me beautifully to my next question. How did it really feel to win and, and what sort of impact has it made so far? Well, it was just mind blowing. The thing is, you know, when I went to Aston, I actually did not know that there was this award. So I was just doing things that I loved and was interested in. And then Sharon and Paul, who were the persons who nominated me at Aston, they approached me with this nomination. And then when they wrote, because they gave me a write-up about myself. And I said, wow, okay, I did so many things. And then they were very excited to send off my profile to the Amber Awards. And I was super nervous. But then when I sat down, you know, I was a little bit disappointed that we could meet in person, you know, albeit. But then when I sat down and I heard that Monique, you won, it was just amazing because it just goes to show that sometimes just doing things that you're passionate about and that you love without even, you know, the like you're working towards an award or something. And then to be given one, it's really humbling. So I'm very, very happy. No, that's phenomenal. I'd love to ask some questions really about your MBA journey in particular. And I know that you did your MBA at Aston Business School. You were the first person to win the Aston Enterprise Scholarship. And it would be great if you could tell us a little bit more about that and what you had to do in order to win it. So 
I had applied for the Asan Enterprise Scholarship while I was in Japan. So that is when one of my dear friends, he was the Rhodes Scholar for Jamaica in about 2019. He was the one who introduced me to both Aston and the Enterprise Scholarship because he thought that, you know, I had um, a really good business idea and we could go for it. And in order to, you know, cop that scholarship, we had to prepare a whole business case pretty much and then send that over to Aston who reviewed it. And then they invited me to uh, an interview. And then afterwards I had to do a video, which is a pitch to pitch my business to the university. And that was very interesting because it was in COVID times as well. And it was supposed to be in person, but instead we had to record a video. I had to record a video because we could not actually get me from Japan to the UK because <laughs> of the ban on flights. But well, no, we're here. Amazing. And I mean, as you mentioned, you'd, you'd already had a really exciting career prior to taking on an MBA. What really motivated you to, to do an MBA and, and choose to do it in Birmingham? Sure, sure. So first of all, with Birmingham, the choice of Birmingham was quite easy for me because when I was doing some research on different cities to live in the UK, um, in my research, I found that Birmingham was one of the youngest cities and, you know, it had a very exciting, very diverse population. So I really wanted to be a part of that. But in order, you know, the, the choice to do my MBA, that was really because as you, as I mentioned before, I had a very mixed background as it relates to job types and industries because I was working in varying industries throughout my career. And then I wanted something that could basically help me to pull all the knowledge that I've garnered all over, you know, over the years sure. and put that into ones so that I can use that in my career. And then I found that the MBA would be the ideal um, degree to do. Hence, that's why I pursued my MBA. Amazing. And I think it's fair to say that during your MBA, you certainly had a lot of adventures. So yes. just, <laughs> just to talk about some of them. So during your MBA program, you acted as a consultant to several companies. Can you tell me a little bit about how that sort of learning and consulting experience worked in practice as you were sort of studying? One of the beauties I would say about Aston University is how practical some things are. So instead of, you know, just being very theoretical where we do, um, you know, a bunch of reading and then writing, what Aston offers is that you can get to speak with and um, interact with real businesses. And that was very important for me. So I did, I think, about four different projects throughout my MBA and I learned quite a bit because, you know, one, I was an entrepreneur, still am, but as an entrepreneur, you see business from one perspective, but then when you're doing this MBA, you're seeing businesses from a different perspective because now you're in that position where you're trying to help solve a problem for these different organizations. And then you're using the theory that you would have learned in the MBA and then affect these businesses. So it was quite a good experience and I learned a lot and it has propelled me to do what I'm doing now, which is a consultant at Accenture. Mm -hmm. And you also worked on TEDx um, for Aston, yes. <laughs> which I imagine was another exciting adventure. How did how did that really work for you? And how has that impacted your business school experience? Oh, wow. TEDx was a fantastic experience. 
that was probably one of my favorite throughout my entire um, tenure at Aston. So for TEDx, I was in the position of um, head of speakers and performers. So basically what I did was procure the speakers and the performers for the event. So myself and my co-head Noor, we went about to network with different individuals and then, you know, go through this entire process where we sorted these persons and then chose a top six um, who would be the speakers at the event. And that experience was very special to me as well because it was the very first time that we got to invite international speakers. And I got a chance to invite two speakers from my home country, Jamaica, which was very important for me because I wanted to show persons that, you know, we have amazing talent in Jamaica and not only, you know, because Jamaica is very popular when it comes on to racing because we have Usain Bolt, our reggae music, <laughs> yeah. <Bob> Marley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I wanted to show another side of Jamaica that business side and that's why I invited Zachary Harding and then the more nurturing side um, and hence I invited Terry Carroll Reed. That's wicked that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then also you, I know you're really passionate about mentoring and that's something you feel very strongly about. Can you tell us about what you think makes the traits that would really define a good mentor and, and why mentoring is so important to you as well? I think that's probably so easy for me. At Aston, we have in our MBA program, as part of the MBA program, what they do is they look at your profile and then they choose or help to choose a mentor for you. And while I was there, I was mentored by um, this wonderful, wonderful individual and he's Glenn Conibear. And I think some of the key things that make a really good mentor is basically me describing Glenn. He was very easy to talk to. And then I could get, you know, as a lot of information from him based on his experiences. So what he did was he shared his experiences, the ups and downs with me. And then he also guided me in the sense that because it's even because of Glenn, that's why I was interested in, you know, researching at Central because mm -hmm. he knew my background and then he helped guide me to make better career choices to, you know, see what it is that I would want to do, where it is that I would want to go and things like that, you know, that guidance and just being open are some of the things that are important in being a mentor. That's what I think. Yeah, that's great advice. Absolutely. And then just to add to your massive list of accolades, you also completed the Global Business Challenge and we're named <laughs> and we're named global business champion can you tell us a little bit more about the challenge and and what you had to do Sure. We were working with this um, business. So this was a part of one of the experiences or one of the um, opportunities that Aston provides. It's a business clinic where they have different um, students, you know, sign up for it and then what you do, you work in a team with students from all over the world. So my team had students from, I think, about six countries or eight countries. I can't remember, but about eight 
um, of us were on the team. And then we had to solve a communication problem for the company. I'm not sure if I can name the company, so I will refrain from doing that. So we had to solve a communication problem. And then what had happened is, you know, we worked together, we collaborated. And then my team, they thought that I was somehow impactful on the team. And then they all decided that they wanted to put me forward to be nominated. And then I ended up winning the business champion, the global business champion, which was an amazing, amazing experience. (laughs) Amazing. I suppose thinking about the whole MBA experience overall. Now, lots of people listening to the podcast would be perhaps thinking about taking an MBA. And it represents a a massive investment in time and commitment in in passion. You know, it's something that you can't take lightly. So I'm really wondering what advice you would give to somebody who's thinking about completing an MBA in order to, to really get the most from the experience. Sure. So for me, I think an MBA is a really good degree to have. And the reason is this. Even if you want to become an entrepreneur or you want to progress in your career, you know, you're working your um, nine to five, it doesn't really matter because what the MBA does, it opens your mind and it allows you to think from different perspectives or to have different perspectives. Because with an MBA, for example, myself as an entrepreneur, I now have an understanding of what it is to, you know, create a product and then, you know, build that business. But then what the MBA does, it allows you to not only be a leader, but also to be a manager, which I think are two distinctly different things. So the MBA rips apart a business or help you to rip apart the business and understand how each of the different facets of the business work together and why they're important. And then it helps you to you know, pull all of that knowledge that you have in order to solve problems. And you can extrapolate from that because you understanding how to solve problems is very important with any career path that you may take. And I think that the MBA prepares you for that. Yeah, I can I completely agree. I think that there is the there is a need for a more sort of disconnect between the idea of leadership and management and how those work yeah. together in business. And also the problem solving piece brings me really beautifully to my next question. And I know your life motto is fail fast, learn fast. Can you tell me a little bit more about a time that you've lived by this motto? Yes, <laughs> my entire life, honestly. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but um, really and truly, I, I guess I would probably draw to Petit Squares, which is the name of my business. So when I was in Jamaica, I had to fail fast and learn fast so many times because I had started this business and then I was offering a matcha to my home country. And one of the things that I was doing was I offered it in the form of a latte. And that was a huge failure because what I noticed is that most of my compi- my, my customers, they did not take well to um, the latte. So what I had to do was learn very quickly, you know, go back to the drawing board, redraft a recipe, and then offered a complete different beverage um, as the first beverage to my customers. And then that worked very well for me. So my lo- life motto is, you know what, even if you're not ready, do what it is that you need to do. And then if it fails, that means you can go back to the drawing board very, very quickly and then learn from that mistake that you would have made and then correct it. Absolutely. 
One last question for you. You've obviously had a phenomenal few years, an amazing career to date, but I can't imagine you're the sort of person that would settle. So what's next for you in your career journey? Well, honestly, I just think of life as fluid. So (laughs) (laughs) it really is what is next that I'm going to be interested in. But right now, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build my understanding and my skill set and my capabilities in analytics and digital marketing. And as such, I am working at Accenture as a digital marketing consultant. And that is where I want to expand my career for the next umpteen years, <laughs> while also, while also, of course, still expanding as an entrepreneur because I have registered my business here in the UK. And I'm very excited about just launching and just taking it to the next level. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today, Monique. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, Many congratulations again on what you've done so far, and I can't wait to see what's next. Thank you so much, David. And thank you so much to the Amban BGA because this award has really, really made a huge impact on my year. And I am just so excited for what's next to come. And this interview with Monique is just one of many interviews we're conducting with winners of the Amber Excellence Awards and also our 60,000th member. So you can listen to a lot more of these interviews over the next coming weeks on the podcast. Or if you want to see some more thought leadership articles, you can find them on our website at www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition.